0: and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,869. The topic is nutrition, and the title is, Should I Adjust My Calories to Account for Exercise? Great question. This I love this question. This is a very good question. This was sent in by a listener, so thank you very much. Again, I'm going to encourage listeners to please send in questions. The the entire purpose of this podcast, why I ever started doing it, was I wanted to feel as though I had a greater reach into the world and I could help more people. So getting questions that I know specifically someone wants is very helpful and uh, it's very rewarding. So I actually just appreciate that because I feel like doing that podcast that day is really going to help someone and it makes me excited and fired up to do it. So thank you very much. Uh, To this listener, uh, they sent in the following uh, question plus like a description. (laughs) So I'll read through a little bit of everything. Hey, I just started listening to your podcast and have learned a lot already. Yay. (laughs) I've been trying to lose weight for a while, but failing even though I worked out three to six times a week. I've started to see the scale go down now after finding out I wasn't eating enough and often enough. That is extremely common. This is me adding commentary. That is extremely common. Uh, Overwhelmingly, when people try to lose weight, they tend to too severely under-eat or too inconsistently eat. They need to eat enough to sustain daily energies, but do it consistently in a small deficit over time, and then all of a sudden they start losing a lot of weight. When people try to eat too less, (laughs) it's a weird phrasing, but when they try to eat too less, it does not work. Back to the listener statement. I've started tracking my calories and protein, and my question is, the app I'm using called Lose It changes the amount of calories I need as my day goes on. So if my goal is two thousand five hundred calories and I burn seven hundred and fifty during work and workout, this shows that I need to eat three thousand two hundred and fifty to achieve my goal. So do I need to eat 2,500 total, or change it based on what I burn throughout the day? I've always been naturally bigger and strong. Currently, six foot one, 320 pounds with a mid 300s bench. Awesome. Uh, I said, don't really know my max because I work out alone. Also, why I don't squat heavy. Reasonable. <laughs> very heavy. Uh, very reasonable to not max those things out. Um, now you can get you know close to max, but I do understand. Not wanting to hurt yourself. I've trained many years by myself, and I always leave a rep or two in the tank. And as long as that's progressing, I know I'm getting better. You don't always have to truly go balls to the wall, max out to know you're making progress. Uh, they said, and they have a 705-pound deadlift. Badass. That's a damn good deadlift. Very good deadlift. I don't want to lose the strength of built in the process of losing weight, but obviously you want to lose weight. Ha <laughs> ha. Sorry for the long email, and I appreciate everything that you're doing. I plan to have you do my diet and exercise plan. Woot, woot, yay. But I want to prove to myself that I can do it on my own until I get to 280 before I waste your time. Okay, so that's what they wrote. First of all, never a waste of time. Absolutely never. This is what I love to do. I do. I know I do it for a job, so I do it to help you know, make money, pay bills, support my family. But I love this. This is an absolute passion of mine. I'm one of the rare people in the world that get to do what they love and make a living doing it. So this stuff is never, ever, ever a waste of my time. This is absolutely what I love. I get fired up. I'm probably one of the weirdos in the world who wake up fired up and excited to get to work every single day. I like I like work like I like what I do. <laughs> so never, ever, ever a waste of time. Uh, when somebody works with me, Say, for example, we set up some programs. We try things for a month or two, but they're not in the right headspace. They're not in the right season of life, and they fade out. And for some reason, one way or the other, it doesn't work. It's still never a waste because they got to take a step. They got to learn something. Hopefully, they're going to carry something they learned through the next section of life. And then whenever they want to get back on track, they already have the training program. They already have the nutrition program. They've reached out to me before. They can reach out again. There's always something to gain from it. And then anytime I ever write something, anytime I ever try to put together a program for people, I always learn uh, nuances or relearn things. There's always benefit. So it's never ever a waste of time. So thank you very much for your email. Genuinely appreciate it. And it's never a waste of time. I just wanna throw that out there again. So next thing is I wanna address, they said the they have like the desire uh, to get to 280 before they would hire me. Uh, or any coach. I totally understand that. There is a desire to build a like habitual base, a good habit base that would sustain benefit and it's actually a really cool uh, component about it is when you start on your own and see some results, if you're able to, not saying that everybody has to do this, but if you decide to do that, say for the example this person, their goal is to get to 280 on their own before they reach out. There is a benefit in that in the sense that if you're able to do it uh, without too much emotional mental strain, it can build a positive sense of self-belief in what you're capable of. And then when you commit money or buy a program and stuff, you're fired up, you're excited and you can just kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. Now, if you struggle to do something on your own, don't don't wait any longer before you hire someone, Uh, hire anyone, even if it's not me hire someone if it's causing you emotional mental stress you do not have to get to a certain point before a coach would work with you Um, you know the idea of a coach who helps with fat loss or any goal whatever your goal is if you're trying to build muscle and you just keep running into issues like I have one client who has severe acid reflux uh, and we had to actually change his food decisions and get him some medication and now he's cruising he's crushing it he's gaining muscle size but he waited like I think it was almost a full year of just having all these problems, throwing up during the day, throwing up at night, would gain some weight, would lose some weight. And man, he spent a horrible year mentally, emotionally, before he reached out. And we've talked and he's like, man, I don't know what the hell I was waiting for. I was like, I know. (laughs) So, um, but if you do do it on your own, great. I hope it builds a nice, strong uh, sense of self-belief. And then when you commit the money to it, you can fire it up and get into it. If you're struggling to do it on your own, don't wait any longer. Don't don't put yourself through more misery. Get the help. That's what the, the help is for. Uh, last thing uh, I want to talk about before I get into the answer is just to congratulate the listener on their strength. Um, being able to squat or uh, bench around your body weight is badass. And then 705 deadlift is crazy. So good for you. Okay. They mentioned they didn't want to lose strength while dieting. We have podcast, 1,777, which is a nutrition podcast titled Tips to Maintain Strength While Losing Weight. You can listen to that podcast for more details. You can find our podcast player on our website. I know you're listening to a podcast player right now. Otherwise, how else would you be hearing me? So if your podcast player goes back to podcast 1,777, great. If it does not... You can go to our website to access that podcast. But you can definitely do that. I'm helping a client right now. They're scheduled to compete. Um, not this coming weekend in three or four days, but the next weekend. And they've lost over 20 pounds since their last competition. And we're still set up to crush PRs and be crazy strong. Um, it's it's 100% can be done. We do it all the time uh, in strongman and powerlifting. So you can definitely lose, strength, uh, lose weight without losing strength. No problems. So listen to podcast one thousand seven hundred seventy seven for more tips. Okay, now to today's answer, uh, the actual podcast for the day. So thank you for hanging in there. Um, whether or not we adjust calories for exercise, the calculations needed to estimate caloric usage, like via apps, or if you use like a you know a watch like Apple Watch and Fitbit and all those things, they are guesstimations. Uh, I actually taught exercise physiology classes. I know the calculations that those apps are using. I've literally like seen them and worked with them, <laughs> I know, so I know exactly what they're using. Um, it's guesstimations. Everyone is a little bit different. Even if you're the same body size, like body weight, so say if you're both six one, 320, you'll burn calories differently. Even if you have similar, similar body fat percentages, you'll still burn calories differently. Individual metabolisms are different. So the caloric usage via activity that the apps are kind of calculating, you know, how many calories you burn at work versus how many calories you burn in like a workout and stuff, they are gross estimations, meaning they're going to be in the ballpark, but they are absolutely not like to the specific calorie correct. So as I said, I used to teach exercise physiology labs, and when we would do VO2 max testing we would do other physical comparison tests, you could calculate and actually see the amount of calories that students were burning. And they were different even if the uh, athletes were same or even if the students were very similar in body size and body composition. Now, if we're wanting to lose body fat uh, or like say we want to lose weight, we want to lose body fat and lose weight. So you want to go 320 down to 280. Or you wanna stay the same size. Maybe you get down to 260 and you're like, this is pretty badass weight, I like this. I don't need to get smaller, I kinda like the size here. I just wanna sit at 260 and slowly build more muscle and and lose fat. So if you wanna lose weight by losing body fat, or if you wanna stay at the same weight and slowly lose body fat and build muscle, or if you're somebody wanting to build muscle, okay, you're wanting to gain weight. Maybe you weigh 165 and you'd love to get up to 185 or even, even 200. So whether we want to do any of those things, we do have to orient our daily calories accordingly. What that means is if my goal is to lose weight, we want it to be body fat, but if I want to lose weight, I have to be in a caloric deficit compared to like my caloric maintenance. If I want to stay the same weight but change my body composition, I have to be at my caloric maintenance but make sure I have a high protein, make sure I'm lifting weight, uh, weight's damaging muscle tissue, if I want to gain weight, I have to be in a caloric surplus. So for the caloric deficit and the caloric surplus groups, there is a not enough and a too much. For the deficit group, the caloric deficit, if I don't create enough of a deficit, I'm just not going to lose body fat. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose the weight that I want. But if I create too much of a deficit... I will drop weight maybe initially but then it plateaus. The reason why is that our metabolic uh, our metabolism adjusts. You get metabolic fatigue. There's a there's a lot of terminology around it, but your body just learns to burn less calories out of essential need. So it reduces how many calories it burns and then that actually shuts down the process of fat loss. So initially you might feel fine, you might lose a little bit of weight and then all of a sudden it starts to plateau. Then all of a sudden you start to feel like shit. <laughs> so if you're going for a caloric deficit, there's not enough, but then there's also too much. For a surplus, say you wanted to gain weight. There's not enough, as in you just won't gain any weight. Uh, and then there's too much where you'll gain unwanted body fat. So you gain weight, but it's as, it's more fat than it is muscle tissue. So the difference between not enough and too much so whether you have not enough of a change in calories or too much of a change in calories, it's a window. It doesn't have to be like to the per- perfect like calorie level. So it doesn't happen at like 202 calories, but at 204, you're fat as hell. <laughs> so it, it, it's, a, it's a range. And for most clients in most sizes, uh, the range is usually around 200 to 400 calories. And that can be a little bit different here, or there for sure, uh, depending on the extreme levels of the client's individual activities and whatnot. But in general, it's a, it's a pretty big range. Like you're talking about a 200 to 400 calorie range. So some people, you know, if you're talking about 1,600 calories to 2,000 calories, for some people that's perfect. It can be that big of a range, or 2,600 calories to 3,000 calories, totally fine. You can be that big of a range. So. The part that makes it challenging is exactly what the apps are trying to account for, is the deficit and or surplus, like, like, well, not and, (laughs) the deficit or surplus that you need per day is actually defined differently each day. On a day you don't exercise, you're going to have different calorie needs than a day you do exercise. So it makes sense that to be in the right deficit or the right surplus on days of different caloric needs that we would need to adjust our caloric intake. So I would need to eat more on days I move more, eat less on days I move less, that makes sense. What helps with ease of nutrition tracking and creating more consistency in our daily habits is to give a consistent value to that difference. What this means is rather than adjusting per day given what your app says, where the number could be totally variable every single day. Let's create a singular value. So the app might say, per day, like that you exercise, maybe you need to add 450 calories, the next day 265, the next day 500, the next day 305, the next day 344. That's chaos. You're going to feel completely uncertain of what's going on, and it's going to feel nuts. Or you could just say, hey, on day's exercise, I'm going to add 300 to 500 calories much easier. (laughs) So rather than having to eat 3,245, the next day 2,955, the next day 3,122, the next day 3,254, we can just say, hey, I'm going to eat between 3,000 and 3,400. Done. (laughs) So it's much easier to remember. It's much easier to build consistent daily habits around. It makes the process less reactive throughout the day. We can actually Build predictable habits and meal options, and and be proactive in our day rather than reactive during our day. It allows us to make better choices overall, have a lot less uh, nervousness, anxiety, and uncertainty in the process. So, since the app numbers, the numbers that your apps are giving you, are estimations anyhow, meaning they are not to the calorie perfect. Let's use an estimation that makes things easier for us and develops more consistency. So we can easier sustain our daily habits for long-term best results. So in a sense, what we're going to do is create caloric cycling. You might have heard of this term. Simply all it means is days we move less, we eat less. Days we move more, we eat more. So you're not aiming for the exact same calories per day. You're gonna adjust that based on activity level. But we're gonna do it with consistent values. So if you go to our website, we have a free Create Your Own Nutrition Program document under our free nutrition education t- uh, link. So you can go to free nutrition education, go to the first document there is Create Your Own Nutrition Program, and we give a rough estimate, along with a, a podcast that will explain more details, that where your calorie range should be. So for example, if you want to lose body weight, you want to lose fat while maintaining muscle mass, your calories are probably going to be typically around body weight times 11 to 13. If you want to maintain weight while building muscle and losing fat simultaneously, your calories are going to be around body weight times 12 to 14. If you want to gain body weight and aiming to do it mostly with muscle mass with minimum body fat gains, it's going to be body weight times 13 to 15. So those are going to be some general ballpark numbers to get you started. And then it goes through and tells you how much to do for protein and timing and stuff. But those ranges body weight times 11 to 13 or body weight times 12 to 14 or body weight times 13 to 15 what you want to do is on non-training days eat the lower end of that window on training days eat towards the higher end of that window that's it that's how uncomplicated we can make it (laughs) is training days eat the the higher end of the window non-training days eat the lower end of the window that's it. Then you just track your weight each week. Make sure it's you know going in the direction you want, trending in the direction you want over the course of you know four to eight weeks. Uh, you know you might have one random week where you don't make great progress, but then the next week you will. So just average it out. See where you're going every four weeks. The average of every four weeks. You want to pay attention to daily energy, workout energy, and then adjust your calories depending on where you want it to go. So in the first four weeks, maybe you lose three pounds, but you have great daily energy and you're feeling good in your workouts, you're like, hey, I've lost some weight, great. I'd like to see if I can lose a little more. Take a little bit of calories away over the next four weeks. Maybe just 100 calories a day. And you, if you still maintain good daily energy, you still maintain good workout energy, and maybe the next four weeks you lose four pounds. Awesome. That's the idea, that's the goal. You just slowly make some modifications and changes, but if your daily energy starts to tank or your working energy starts to tank, you can't keep reducing calories. You gotta just let the process take its course, And you can then work on maybe refining timing. Maybe you're eating too far away from your workouts, and that's why you don't have good energy. So there's a lot of components you can play with. But in general, that's how we make this simple. So the question, should you adjust your calories to account for exercise? Yes. But do it in these normalized values, not this reactionary different number every day. So you can take the average of what your app says over the course of a week, And then create that as like a range and that would be a better way to kind of do it where you don't feel as reactive each day you don't feel as uncertain you're not at the end of the day trying to figure out what the hell you need to eat to get to whatever number it is for that day just make an average window and then aim for that window and that's going to make things easier so the concept of caloric cycling is very normal Uh, that is something that we do i do with all of my clients Uh, So if you want to learn about caloric cycling, we have an old, old, old podcast. Um, Actually, let me give you a newer one that's going to give you good information as well. It's podcast 1,623. It's a nutrition podcast titled Carb Cycling, Nutrition Template and Training Considerations. I want you to listen to that one because it's going to give you a little more detailed, nuanced information about training. Uh, Do you have better timing around training and energy around training? But it's still going to explain the concept of caloric cycling. So podcast 1,623. Okay, so to the listener who sent in the question for today's email, thank you very much. For everyone else, this is 100% what I want this podcast to be. Whatever the hell you want to know, send me an email, and I'll make a podcast for you for free. This is the, like You have a free nutritionist and personal trainer at your disposal anytime you want it. I hope that that's a good value service, <laughs> and uh, that's what I want the podcast to be. Okay, well, if you need anything, reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you want to sign uh, sign up to work with me or anything like that, uh, we're offering free 15-minute virtual consultations right now. You can sign up to just talk with me for 15 minutes for free. We'll do it via Zoom or whatever you know app we need. Um, uh, I know like international, we do a lot of WhatsApp stuff, uh, but we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. And what I want to do is just learn about you, what your goals are, what your struggles are, and then we'll talk about how we would address those. So a nice, easy way to uh, break the ice, as they say. Yeah, and again, you can email me, brutalironjim at gmail.com to sign up for that. Or you can go to our website, go to the 101 Services page, and there's a link to sign up for it there. Okay, if you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.